0: I am so excited to be here, and all of these things up here are completely free. So they are for your evangelism. We're going to go through some things tonight that are going to be really fun. I believe in sowing God's word with my mouth and sowing God's word with my hands as well. I work as as a UPS driver. Here are my gloves. I've been I have been used to taking orders for a long time, and it's kind of a picture of what we are in Christ. We're dirty on the outside, but the Father's hand is on the inside. And if we work long enough and hard enough, he starts to peek through our, our our life if we surrender and if we work with him and abide with him in his field. And sowing his his word in his field. All those of us who are believers in this room, and many may not be we have the the ability we are in outreach we just don't go do an outreach or go or go like Trevor and I were talking about stand outside of a mall and hand tracks that doesn't work will work anymore God sovereignly places you wherever you're at and if you are interested in being in his will he will load you up it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter what disabilities you have and you'll notice I stuttered in that quite a bit it's just the weakness that God has has given me but through his Through his grace, you know, through his his strength is made perfect in weakness. And and the weaker you are, so for me, I expect great things tonight. Even though I'm not great, he is. I know how weak I am, but I know how strong he is. So I hold on to that and I know that he works through weakness. He it says that my grace is sufficient for thee. Grace is, is is the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. What burns inside comes outside. So tonight well yes it'll it'll be about the Holy Spirit a lot but it'll also be being in his word to be equipped to hear his voice when you're in his word so when you put that book down you hear his voice and you respond to it and and you're not going to hit it out of the park what the most remarkable thing about it is I came across this guy named Joe foch years ago <laughs> fifteen years ago my brother Mark and his his wife Patsy sent me a mp3 back then i was just going in to be a semi-driver and the lord showed me i didn't want i didn't want to work nights i didn't want i didn't want to do it but the lord just showed me that he was gonna he was gonna pay me to learn about him working at night and i'm like lord i don't want to work at night i don't want to be a bat i don't want to hang upside down in a closet i don't want to do any of that kind of that kind of stuff but he was showing me something and i didn't know that the field was wide open and that Every single day would be an adventure with him. And that what the most remarkable thing about it was that as I was at first, Joe shared with me that the Holy Spirit was not about ability. It was about availability. It didn't matter if the voice was a stuttering voice. And what was the most stunning thing about it was that at first when I would witness, it would be like one person a week, maybe, and I would stutter all the way through it. And remarkably so, people would get saved. That's the foolishness of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? Can you get any weaker than someone that is such a horrible stutterer that someone has to wait patiently to give the gospel and they get saved? How stupid is that? You know what I'm saying? Seriously, how dumb is that? It's like the weakest thing. I suppose if you were mute, maybe you could, you know, one up me. But I really couldn't talk. And then throughout the years, and I still stutter. So even coming up here, I have to be dependent on him and I wouldn't want it any other way. And so we began doing these things. And 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 the Lord just showed me and he gave me great comfort about being made with some sort of weakness was that he made me broke. For a reason. And that was good. And I'm good with being broke now. I prayed to be healed. I was in the charismatic churches. I had so much oil dumped on my head. I could have changed my oil in in, in my car, man, just to be healed of, of stuttering. But God didn't want that. He wanted me to be broken. And through all of that, it made me a better human being to understand it. And so... We are learning something every single day through this. You are being trained into his image. So when we go out into the field, what you're going to do is be in his word and hear his voice. And you're going to respond to that. So we began witnessing and, and giving out Bibles, and all of this up here is free, and there's more down here. Every bit of this, all of this, I want you to take and use. It's the holiday season. I want you to do it. And the second half of this, we're going to go over things that people say. When you say, if you were to die today, where are you going and why? And the most important thing is why. You never ask them if you are a Christian, but we'll go over all that at the end. So for me, you know, God has chosen, chooses the foolish things in that. And my desire is to impart something unto you, a spiritual gift in that you might use this and your life will be changed. So for me, my life was changed when I heard. And you can look under the app. It's under Topical. You go under teachings on the app. You hit that. You go under topical and it's under the book of Acts. They are. It's the first six messages. I believe it's power to be a witness. They're about 30 minute messages long. It changed my, my, my it changed my entire life. Honestly, my life as a born again uh, uh, believer started at that point. Now, again, I was saved for 20 years, but it was the Holy Spirit that empowers you. And it's in its one baptism, many fillings. The fillings come by prayer. It's the simplest thing to understand. And as we were talking about, as Trevor said, the deck is stacked, right? Psalm 976 says this: the heavens declare his righteousness. The heavens declare his righteousness, and all people see his glory. It doesn't say just Christians. All people see his glory when they look up and they saw the lunar eclipse the other night. And when they go up and they see the stars, when they go and they see all the mountains and the rivers and everything else, they're wondering who made it. It's a witness all day long. So you have it up. You have our eyes vertical or even down. You see those beautiful trees changing here now, the maples, and you see the mountains of the Grand Tetons and you see all the splendor of his majesty. Right. And then you have this thing called the Holy Spirit. It convicts the world of sin, of righteousness and judgment. So you have conviction coming. You have a declaration coming from up here. You have the Holy Spirit convicting inside of every single human being's heart. Every single human being's heart. It's convicting 24-7 unto salvation. And one of the greatest things that that you can use with the Holy Spirit is the witness of the Holy Spirit, because all. Like when I was before COVID, I was going down to to the juvie prison in Houston where all the gang bangers are MS 13 and all these young kids that are under 18. Right. And, and you could these guys are unsure as, as much as they can possibly be. You could ask them, did you know what you were doing was wrong? Every one of them says yes. What do you think that is? Conscience? Nope, it's the Holy Spirit convicting you uh, you of sin. And that same voice that's convicting of sin wants to lead you unto something. The deck is stacked. Ephesians 2.10 says it. It says, for we are his workmanship. Every single one of you, uh, 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 teenagers back there, everybody in this room, doesn't matter how old, how young, you are his workmanship. You are his poema. You're his poem. You're his beauty. And he loves you and he made you uniquely you and he wants to use your life in a beautiful, passionate, powerful way. And if you don't believe that you're being lied to by by the adversary, the adversary is going to condemn you unto. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, you're worthless piece of junk or you're not good enough for this or you've said whatever. But Jesus wants to use you. Yes, he'll convict of sin. There's no doubt about that. But it's to bring you to More into his image And you're going to learn so much As you witness Because all of a sudden What you learn here Is now not just practical It's applicable It's application You hear it And and you respond to it And then you're so excited For the next day You can't wait to see What's going to happen I know last year And this is part of the training uh, uh, process I give away probably I carry these uh, under my arms And I I go like this wherever you know. Mostly I go, and whoever God brings across my path, hey man, I have a present for for you. And they they know that you care because one, you're not standing outside of a mall handing stuff out. You're as you are going as you're at the at the uh, filling station, whatever you're doing. So I remember. I say I had a good run or the Lord had a good run given the gospel clearly is what is important because you don't know at what level and what stage the the person someone is bringing is coming to you at. Right. So I I remember we had like I had like the Lord had brought 11 people in 13 days got saved just as I'm going. Just ridiculous. I'm just like, wow. So I remember we were at, at, at a restaurant and what we do at restaurants is we give these not as the tip because <laughs> people want money. They, they, they don't want God's word. But it, but in a nice tip, if you can afford it and this here and, and say, hey, you know, I've got this for you because I really care about you. I'll never probably ever see you again. But this is a promise book. Have you ever seen one? And, I'll, and they'll they'll probably say, no, it's a good idea that they don't know who the Lord is. Not always. And it's it's full of things like hope and courage and death. And it's how Jesus ministers to us through our problems. We're all going to have them. And so I remember witnessing to the waitress and she was already saved, but wanted a Bible for her brother. It, and there was like, like I said, a 10 or 11 people being saved. So I walked in. It was a it was a nighttime. I walked in like at noon on a, a Friday to give her her Bibles. And I noticed this little. Hostess at the stand. And this is what I'm telling you. I'm not telling you a story to just go, oh, geez, I'm telling you that God shows you something and puts things and impresses you on your heart. And so he gives you keenness, awareness of of what you're doing. So I walked in. I saw had a Bible in my hand and I noticed this little young 17 year old girl, 18. She was 17 or 18 at the time just staring at this Bible as I'm going through. I said, I'm going to give this to here. And she's just staring. And I went over to her. It's a crowded place. It's a loud place. It's dinner clacking and and tile floors. So it's loud. And it's a busy place. And it was noon and it was crowded. And I said, ma'am, do you want a Bible? And she goes, yeah. She goes, "I, I, I just for the first time this morning, I just was wondering about God. And I get that all the time. But what was different about this was what God did with me. So I said, cool. What do you know about God? She goes, well, Christmas and Easter. And she goes, my family's raised me to if I want to be a Buddhist, to, if I want a new age, if I want to do whatever I want to do, they'll support me in it. I said, OK, so you prayed this morning for, for the first time and I'm offering you a Bible with your name, with your with your name on it. She goes, that would be so cool. I said, so what do you not know about Jesus directly? And she goes, really, not much more than that. So I told her the if You want to be really clear with the Gospel. You know, it's death, burial, resu- or, or, or resurrection. I use my hand a lot. And I'll say, look, this should be Paul Stege on the cross. Jesus took my sin and, and suffered the most brutal death. And that was not enough. It's, it's hell eternally. And one sin sends you to hell forevermore. But one act of faith gives you heaven forevermore. And I, I said, are, are you interested in that? I went through the whole Gospel and she goes, yeah, I am. And what was really strange about the, about the whole thing was that all of a sudden the door stopped opening and the noise was still there, but nobody was coming in. She was the hostess. And I, and I asked her, I said, so do you want to pray to receive Jesus as your Savior? And she goes, right here? I said, yeah. You mean right now? And I said, nowhere in the Bible. I said, as a matter of fact, I prayed with a guy in Houston with our eyes open in a, in a busy thing. And I said, nowhere with Jerry uh, 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 yesterday, nowhere in the Bible does it say you should pray with your eyes closed and on your knees and, and for all this kind of stuff like that. Matter of fact, 90 percent of the prayers in the Bible are oh, Jesus is praying with his eyes opening up to the heavens. And I said, no one's going to know we're having a conversation right now and we're having a conversation about your soul. No one's going to care. And she goes, let's do it. So we prayed and we're looking each other in the eyes and we're just talking and we're confessing her sins and asking Jesus to come into her heart. And I'd give imprinted Bibles. And by the way, at the end of this, you want to take any of those and have a name imprinted on them. You can do that at the bookstore and they'll do it for free. And you can use these any of these. But those are the nice ones. And I got 72 of those. You can use those to the glory of God. So that'll be another treat. But Anyway, so she got saved and I said, look, I'm going to come back and I'm going to I'm going to put this in a white bag and I'm going to put your name on it and I'll bring it back. You know, in a few days, I live a mile and a half away. My imprinter wasn't on. But I I was busy that day. Right. I had ministry stuff to do. Working nights and everything. I I had this to do, that to do. And I just couldn't believe she got saved. And then all of a sudden, when she prayed to receive, the door opens up and people start coming in. You know, God is able to sovereignly put stuff down, right? So I said, I'll bring it back. And I was going to the car and this this just taught me something so big time. Going to the car, got in the car. I'm like, wow, God, you're just crazy good. And the Lord just spoke to my heart. So solid. I'll never forget it. And it's, it's caused me, to, it causes you to learn. Just ask me this question. What would you do if that was your daughter? And I was like, I would run home, and I would imprint the Bible, and I would give her every single thing she needed that I had to give, and I would run right back up. And I, I was weeping in the car, literally. And then what killed me is he goes, that's my daughter. There's an urgency about it. So the next day, I go to another restaurant. It was my daughter's birthday. They had training staff going on. I, they had two waiters and waitresses going. They wanted Bibles. What do you think I did? Went right home, real quick. Came back. They were training four new hostesses. I walked in and they're all going. Four girls being trained. All walked in and they go, "Aw, can I have a Bible?" Went back home. We did 12 gospel presentations in about two and a half hours, going back and forth to the store. From the, from the restaurant and God brought more people, new, new people because that's what God's going to do. He's training you to be in his image and he's going to use what, what you do out there in, in the field to make your faith real and make it alive and not just learn Calvinism, Arminianism, pre-trip, post-trip, mid-trip. Know what you know and it's good but at the end of the day you're not going to get eternal rewards for clashing with a Calvinist. It just doesn't, it just doesn't add up to anything. Zero. What you will get is, is 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 did you pour a little little cup of Holy Spirit inside of someone's heart? And, and did you give the gospel clearly? So as as you got these things go, uh, 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 going on, Luke 24:49 says, And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem that you may be endued. You may be clothed. Sorry about that. Clothed with power on high. That power is dunamis. It's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The life of Jesus Christ, zero to 30, nothing is noted of him. Nothing. Except at 12 years old when he was in the temple and Mary and Joseph lost him for three days. It's hysterical if you really think, if think about it. Lost lost the Messiah. How funny. But it wasn't until the Holy Spirit came upon him. He heard his father. You can look through John chapter 4, John chapter 5. You can go through 8, 12, And it's all about and and, and the and the true Lord's prayer in John 17. He only spoke what the father told him to spoke. He was a pattern for us. He was the perfect pattern. He didn't go into the phone booth and put on his savior suit when he had to do a, do a, a miracle. He lived it out every day by the voice of his father and the father did the miracles through him. That is the same what the Holy Spirit has to you. One baptism, many fillings and the fillings come by prayer. It is that simple where we are supposed to go out every day, every morning and embrace the Lord like this. So I want to show you a couple things up here on the slides and knowing God's will. One step of obedience at a time. That's what it's all about. And if you want to change the slide there, um, the 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 first Picture is one of my favorite ones. We, oh, I didn't even get into the, our, our ministry, but I'll get into that later on. We have a, now a, a, Bible, a Bible ministry, and it's going crazy. And we 530,000 Bibles in the last four and a half years have gone out. We have never asked for a penny. I don't have a website. I don't tell anybody what I need. And money comes through the door every single month to meet our needs. This last month's bill was 33000 and it's just, our Father can do it. I don't, I, I don't even have time to have an update. I was talking to Trevor. Everything that I'm doing is anti what, what foundations and fundraisers say you should do to keep your... I don't got time to do any of that stuff. I don't. And, and I want to. I do, but I don't. And so we just keep on trucking until the Lord... I'll know when the bill is not paid, then I would stop. But 100%, it's paid every month, and I don't understand why or how or anything. So that's a lady from Cuba that walked, that went to Cuba, crossed the the uh, Atlantic or the Gulf of Mexico, got into the Yucatan, walked 1,200 miles, and was on the Roma Bridge, and she's accepting Jesus. She's never held a Bible in her life, and uh, she's receiving, she's reading Psalm 1. That's why we put stickers in all the Bibles. They they'll lead you to Jesus. So all of these have stickers inside of them that'll that'll uh, 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 that'll uh, lead you to the Lord and give you key passages. So next slide. This is fun. So up here, if you notice that it was Joe's 70th birthday last year. Right. And I wanted to do something special for Joe because, I mean, this ministry here has meant the world to me. I listened to him in my truck. I listened to y'all. In my truck every night and, and for sure any, everything current. So I wanted to get him something special for his birthday. All right? You're going, why is he telling the story? It's got a point, I, I promise. So my daughter is really talented. She can paint shoes. So I said, man, get him a nice pair of shoes. And he loves all the sports in Philly. And so she did the skyline, CC Philly, the Holy Spirit on the top left and everything else. So she came over on Father's Day and said, hey, See these? Because, you know, Father's Day was in June. His birthday was in July. And and so next slide. So she did the even even little pillars in the front that she used to have. I don't know if they're still there. And are, 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 are they gone? I did not even see. OK, good. So back then they were and she did the Hebrew on it and did all that, that stuff on there. So she leaves my house on Father's Day, goes to a restaurant on Thursday, didn't forgot to take her shoes out of the car. Okay. Forgot to take the shoes out of the car. They were in her car. Met some people for dinner. It was COVID last year. So this restaurant was booked up. Had to wait in line at another one. And she's sitting down. And this is the Woodlands, Texas. Just want you to get this straight. The Woodlands, Texas. So she has one side of the shoe that's not done. Turn the page. She happens to be a Carson Wentz fan, my daughter. Has the shoes, has a Sharpie in the woodlands, Texas. I mean, Carson is looking at him going, you have got to be kidding me. I wanted it to, to, to be special for Joe and I didn't have the money to do it. And God, I, you can't even put a number. Is it one in a trillion? I don't even know. Because think about it. She had to have the, the shoes at the right place. She had to have that side not done. Actually, she had two two sides. So my daughter is an opportunist. So she had him autograph. Both of them came back, painted an, another pair, took one for herself and gave one to Joe. So that's what she did. Anyways. <laughs> so turn click it over here. And so there he is, Carson Wentz. Next one on the other side over here. And. Uh, Carson Wentz so, and, and his, his ministry thing. So A O one So what's neat about that is God spoke to my heart then and said, I know exactly where you're at. It was nothing for him to bring Carson Wentz to the Woodlands, Texas, two tables away where she even knew who Carson Wentz was and had the shoes in her car. You can't put a number on that. It's impossible. And I, I say that to you because God knows exactly where you are at 24-7. Will you realize that? And wants to use you. And yes, you have to open your mouth. And a stutterer has to open his mouth. I think the gospel is red letter edition. The savior of the world who was sinless, he had to speak too. And aren't you glad? You have to speak. But you do it by the power of the Holy Spirit upon you. How does this look? We'll go over it. Click on the next thing here. 2019 going into, you maybe can't see it. The highlighted thing is on 12-3-19. We're going into the COVID year. We don't know COVID is coming. We kind of hear about it. Don't know it's in Wuhan. Hasn't hasn't arrived here yet. Somebody gave me a dollar. I put it in because I was checking my balance because I checked the balance, go down, pay down my Sam's Club and keep charging more until. (laughs) So anyways, why are you showing me this? Okay, so a buck, flip it. And so the next thing is, that's what 2019 was. Now it's gone off the charts on, on start. Those are my monthly bills. You see those? Whoop, whoop, whoop. I mean, they go from, you know, 14 to 27 to 32 to 15 to 16, 11, 17. God provides all of your needs. You don't have to beg. If you get an idea to do a ministry, I dare you, don't send out support letters. Just do it. And if God is with you, you'll know it. And if he's not, it's okay. Right. And if if this ministry ends now, what I'm going to send on is buying too many Bibles. I just got a call for seven thousand Bibles in Zambia. I just got a call for today and like an hour, two hours ago for a couple thousand more going to Mexico. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, click. Let's just go for it. I don't care. I don't care if God said he'll bring them. I don't look for work. It just comes and he brings it, and that's what I do. I'm not bet- looking and I'm not asking for money here, by the way, either. I'm just sh- uh, showing you something. So you click the page. So remember, remember that dollar. Okay, lo- you see the slide up here? I don't know if you can really see it or not, but we had kind of a 2018 bumper carryover of 12203 at the end of the year. A lot of folks donated at the end of the year for a write-off. Our donations for 20 19 were 196,761 dollars even. Now I want you to look at the total expenses. My daughter, the same daughter that was doing the shoes, was doing our 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 things, and she goes, and I'm doing this other thing, and I hate this part of this. Oh, I hate it. Oh my gosh, I'm a truck driver. I do not like IRS stuff, and I'm not saying anything bad. It's just a lot of work that I don't like doing, but this is sanctified as much as anything else. So. She goes, how long did it take you to do that, Dad? I'm like, what? Because I don't know what I'm doing. You can see this, house. You have no, you have what you're seeing is what you're getting. No ability. It's all him. So, the bottom part. What does it say? 208, 964, 65. You add those up on the top. 208, 964, 65. What are the odds to the penny to the penny he provided? That's the God that we serve. And he spoke to my heart in an instant, I know exactly what you need, and I would need that going into a COVID year. I would need that, because the churches were shut down. there wasn't anything going. We did not in the 95,000 Bibles in 2018 I mean in 20 and the in, 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 in 2020, we did 110,000 Bibles out of our house. The hundreds of volunteers putting 800,000 stickers on them. God does it all. He brings it all. He does every aspect. I want to encourage you guys that that it doesn't matter who you are, how weak you are. He knows exactly what you need and exactly where you're at every single day, all the time. So as we get into this, one one of the greatest illustrations is, is in Acts chapter four. And it is the Holy Spirit all over again. But remember, John and Peter were were. At the gate, at the gate, at the gate, beautiful. In 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 John chapter, I mean in Acts three, and the man at the gate was lame, and he went laughing and leaping and and praising God. And you thought that all stutters could sing. You don't want to hear me sing, I promise. You know that song, laughing and leaping and praising God. Anyways, so they go into it. They get arrested. They all get thrown in. Even the guy that was laughing and leafing and praising God goes, goes to prison the first day. Imagine him in the cell. He was just jumping around, Peter and John, going, Wow, this is cool stuff. So, 4 8, I want to show you something being filled. 4 8, being filled with his Holy Spirit. You see it? Acts 4 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said, He's filled. You see, it's one baptism, Acts chapter 2. Then it's many. Feelings for whatever is needed dunamis. It's little gift packages for whatever you're doing. It's words of knowledge. It's it's a gift of healing. It's so many different things. He's going to equip you as you go, because Mark 16 says. They will follow you. These gifts will follow you as you are going. I don't teach any gifts at all. I teach that 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 the Holy Spirit gives them and gives you what you need in the current time. And most of the time it's just giving the gospel. Clearly and cleanly by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's all that is, is, is necessary, most of the time. I don't worry about all that. So they were testifying to the Sanhedrin, and they noted that they were bold. 4:13 Acts 4:13 says, "Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they was my favorite verse, and perceived that they were unlearned, uneducated, and untrained. That's me, and ignorant men. That is definitely me. That ignorant means." <laughs> Idiosi, it means idiot. So ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. And the truth was, they were with them currently by the Holy Spirit. Those Sanhedrin didn't stand a chance. So they were still bold in Acts 4.19. Notice, this is the same day. They're noted for their boldness. And by the end of the day, like us, our strength starts to wane. And we go down lower and lower and lower. And all of a sudden were afraid because the Sanhedrin threatened them. They were just bold in the morning, and by the end of the day, by verse 24, they're praying the first persecuted prayer of the saints post Jesus, and praying for God to fill them with what boldness. <laughs> they were just noted for it, just noted for it in that morning. You see, it was a fresh filling. It was a gift of dunamis, the power to fill them with what they needed in that moment. And it's beautiful. And, and believe me, when they got this, so 4, 429, praying for boldness. Do you think God's going to give them a fish, or I mean a stone? They're praying for what they need. I don't got it, ever. Jesus got it. The Holy Spirit's got it. And that's what I want to impart, to, especially to the young pe- pe- people back there, it's the Holy Spirit that's going to empower you. It's the Holy Spirit that you don't have to worry about. If you're the most beautiful, most ugly, most smartest, he's going to use you for wherever you're at. And your mind is, is going to be blown. It doesn't matter when you start or where you go. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then many, many refills. And we'll and we'll go through this. So you have a little handout, and we'll go through, through this real quick. How am I doing on time, Trevor? 742 what time am I oh, okay. okay. I'm um, gonna go, go through this really quick. Uh, your daily life with with Jesus right here. And this is application based. Turn to the first page but in, or, or the page behind here, okay. I'm going to skip the, uh, this front to, to save for a uh, for time. It's spirit and truth. What I'm saying is being being in God's word. This is what a daily to me holy Spirit filled day looks like. And, the, and, 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 and this is what I, I never talk about the Holy Spirit without talking about the importance of being in his word daily and feeding on it. So each day, open up before you turn on your cell phone. Please don't turn on your social media. If you need a Bible, you grab one. I'll send you one. I'll put your 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 name on it. Don't use this thing. As your Bible, it's okay to use if you're on the plane and all that kind of all that stuff. But for your quiet time, for your for your for your nourishment, don't use it, because you get the ding going to Walmart. All of a sudden, if it's good news, bad news, you're off. You want to hear from the Savior of the world first thing in, in the morning. You wake up earlier, so you want to turn it off. Um, Ephesians five fourteen says, or um, sixteen says, or I'll, I'll read fifteen. It says, seeing that you walk. Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. How many times do you go to a restaurant and redeeming means to buy up, to to rescue from loss? It, it, It means to improve opportunity. How many times are we sitting at a table? How many times do we go in there and we're just aimlessly staring at our stupid phones? Aimlessly staring at them. And the whole world is wide open. The fields are white to harvest. And we're sitting here with our iPhone. Looking at me, looking at stupid things. And again, I'm not anti iPhone. I, I use it for all kind of stuff, but you got to put it in its place. So when you seek God in the morning, you wake up earlier and you ask the Lord. These are all promises, by the way. Proverbs 8, 17 says, I love those who love me, but those who seek merely shall find me. What does that mean? You wake up early, you have a standing appointment with, with Jesus every day. Don't miss it. Get in your prayer closet. Matthew 6 6 agrees. Jesus sought the Lord early every day. He sought God, it's written all over. But he was dependent on hearing his Father's voice. You get alone with him. You don't have time? I don't believe you. You make time, you take that time out. And, and you get with him alone and you hear his voice. You open his word and you ask the, the Holy Spirit to, to teach you his word. John 14, 26 agrees. The Holy Spirit was given to teach you and to bring remembrance what he has taught you. So what that means is how many of you, when you sit down at, at, and you have your quiet time daily, do you ask the, the Holy Spirit, teach me? I dare you to do it. I dare you to do it. Show me, Lord. He's your best teacher on the planet. Joe Foch is fantastic, but he's no Holy Spirit. And he knows that, too, and I'm, he wouldn't be offended at me saying that. So get in there. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. God agrees. And, and ask the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Holy Spirit. So when you're in your closet, it's the power to be a witness, not only to evangelize with, but when you get out of your closet, the first people you greet are is, is your family. That takes a lot of Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but that takes a bunch of Holy Spirit, right? The power to be a witness to them is the most, is the most, is the most uh, difficult one. So when you come out, you're Holy Spirit filled and you're able to take all these things and lead and guide your uh, family. It's the power to be a better worker, a power to be a better dad, a better mom, a better wife, a better husband, a better brother, sister, sister in Christ, a better servant at the church. It truly is. So leaving where you live as you're going down the road, ask the Holy Spirit to create opportunities for wherever you're going. God's going to train you and use you in, in remarkable ways. And it, does, it, uh, does the Holy Spirit ever run out? No. Luke 11, 13 says, how much more shall our Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit for those who ask? How much more? He's unlimited in his, in his ability on that. So you get with that. Whatever your next task is, instead of,, you know, whether, you're, whether you're going to work or school, ask the Lord to bless your brain and to help you with the task, with whoever you're going and whatever you're doing at work, to be the best UPS driver on the planet to shine his glory. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. As you run across, people share the gospel. He put them there. And we're going to be the more we look like him, the more we're going to be sharing Jesus. It's just the truth. And we're going to be testified. If you're Holy Spirit filled, it's not a title, it's a condition, as Joe always says. It's something that we're here for. So your life will be transformed into his image, and then you will testify of his name. That's what you're going to do. You're going to glorify his name. We all have mundane tasks to do all the time, all of us do. Whether it's washing dishes or whether it's washing clothes or whether it's changing the oil on a car, whether it's driving to work. Instead of going, oh, I hate this traffic. I hate Philly traffic. Get in your car and go, man, I'm so glad I got a car to drive. Thank you, Jesus, for that. And I bless all these people in traffic. And Lord, help us to be lights wherever we go and start praying for folks. So you can get eternal re- a reward for sitting in traffic. Honestly. Or or washing the uh, the uh, dishes in the sink, whatever you're doing. Lord, I'm glad I have dishes to wash. You know, it's 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 what you're doing. Lord, instead of you know I got to study for 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 this test. Lord, I can study for this test, and I can tr- ask you to help me. What a blessing! What a blessing! So do everything as unto the Lord. Colossians 3:17. Each day is a gift, and I double dare you as you're going throughout the day. When you sin cleanse yourself and ask the lord to forgive you fill you with this holy spirit to overcome whatever you are doing at that point and you'll shine and those struggles will not be struggles anymore walk in the spirit you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh and at the end of the day ask the lord for this search me o god and know and search me o god and know my heart try me and know my thoughts and see if there'd be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting when you ask the holy spirit to search you for sin he's going to have a movie in your brain and he's going to show you, oh, yeah, Lord, I said that. Oh, yep, I did that, Lord. Fear, forgive me of that. Be the self-cleaning oven at the end of the day. And God will bless that. So the second half is going to be pure application. It's going to be fun. So take a break, and, and we will, and again, without faith, it's impossible. I don't want to take up too much more time. So um, we'll stop there, and then we'll get on to the application part. Second half here. Um, I wanted to go over one thing I missed. I, I'm such a poopy teacher here, so let me uh, go over one thing if I could have those right here, ma'am. I I've just dropped them, so now I'm really making a, a craziness here. But uh, Trevor was 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 talking about my favorite passage. You know what? I, I talked about the heavens declaring that you are his poema. And, and so if you have the, the heavens declaring the... Glory of God as a witness. You have the Holy Spirit convicting of sin. And then you have this passage. I'm going to read it all the way through and and kind of break it down. I, I, I lost track like a rabbit. I lost track. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto, and this is unto, unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And so what the whole purpose is, It's a divine setup. It says, for we are his workmanship means of the works of a creator. You are made by the creator in your own weird ways (laughs) in your own weird hobbies and your own weird thing. I love hockey and I live in Texas. I mean, I love hockey big time. Well, if I if I go to a hockey game, I witness to if you love crocheting, you're going to go to a a fabric store and you're going to be a witness there. God made us all very peculiar. And has this all different, which is good. It's, it's a good thing. We're not all the same. Right? And he, he, he'll place you in this places. And it says created in Christ Jesus unto, which that word means unto, it means superimposition, which means a time, place, order, as a relation to, of distribution, which means he's going to put his imprint on your life wherever you're going. And he's got it inside of you. And so when you read further as and it says unto good works, which he has before ordained, ordained means to prepare before to make ready beforehand that we should walk in them. And your mind is going to be blown. Last week when I was, uh, it was about four about four, uh, 4, uh, 4 uh, thirty in the morning, um, I carry Bibles and I went in to the station four thirty in the morning and I didn't have one in there. I came out of the restroom and a lady was out there and the Lord was like, get her a Bible. Ran to my truck. I mean, I run. And the lady's getting in her car. This is four thirty in the morning, pitch dark. you know. And, and she's driving off and I go in front of the car. Right. And so I say, whoa, 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 wait. And she's probably thinking this is scary. But the Lord showed me to do that. So I said, roll your window down. And, and I'm standing back, you know, and she she does. And she's looking at me. I said, is it your birthday today? She goes, it is my birthday today. (laughs) So I said, what's your name? She goes, Bridget. So I sung happy birthday. Stutters can't sing. And she's looking around looking like, is there a camera around here, man? Or what is going on? So I gave her a Bible. Was able to share Jesus with her? That was a word of knowledge. And what do you think my mind was when I got done with that? Was my faith decreased or was my faith increased? I heard my, my father and I ran, which brought me to this next one, which he reminded me of that for this tonight to remind you that you are part in the answer of people's prayers. I'll explain how many of you in this room pray for somebody who's lost. Most of us. Right. What are you praying for? Faithful ambassadors to, to come or the Holy Spirit to work on it. But God wants to use you. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need Trevor. He doesn't need Joe. He doesn't need any of us. But he wants to use us. So three thirty. It was a, when I was on another run. Three, three, three o'clock in the morning it was in the perfect place. I'd get there two thirty or three where all the clubs were closed in. It was a, anywhere we go at night at UPS. It's nasty. It's just bad parts of town, no matter where we're going. It's just funny. It's hysterical, actually. So going in, every day I would go in this place, in this one place, and I hated for this to end. But I gave away probably 500, 600 Bibles just in this one place a half an hour a night, five days a week. And anytime time I'd walk up, and I know partying because I used to, and I know all the stuff. And what helps you with that, too, you don't become prideful. You know where you came from all the time. Yeah, I used to do all that. You know, I'm so glad I don't do all that anymore. It's so empty and so yucky, you know. Anyway, so I was walking in and coming in, and there was a very uh, scantily dressed young young a uh, lady coming out. And and I I don't if you're a guy, you know, God is going to set it up in the proper place where you're not alone or anything like that. So I warn you of that too. You know, we're not to go in a room or anything alone or anything like that. But it was the shell station door was right here and her car was right there. I was opening the door at the same time. She was touching her door at the same time. And, uh, and I, I said again, it was Lori's really funny about this. So I had this in there. I said, ma'am, is it your birthday? I guess you, God, it's crazy. And, she's, and she froze. And she goes, it is my birthday. And I said, I have a Bible and a promise book for you. And she broke, cried, bawled, went into my arms. Immediately, her shame was covered. She covered up like this immediately to cover her shame. And she started bawling. And I'm sitting here. And, of course, you know, the guys in the attendant right there, I'm right under the lights. I mean, there was nothing. And she is shaking, crying. And she goes, my daddy's a pastor and my mom, and they've been praying for me. I'm so backslidden. I don't know where to stop. And I and she's convulsing, crying. And what you realize in that moment is God is multiplying the weight of those prayers are on you. And your word says we do. You lay a foundation of precious stones, gold and silver. You don't put it's going to be okay, ma'am. You don't give her that. You say repent and sin no more. And I looked at her and when she was done and I said, ma'am, put my hands on her shoulder. I said, ma'am, you know what you need to do. You were raised right. Your parents taught you, stop sinning and go home. And she bawled and we prayed for a rededication. God is able to all of this to increase your faith and to make you. A disciple that hears the Word of God but responds to his voice when you put the book down so you know his voice, and he's going to train you you're going to blow it all the time, I blow it all the time, but God wants to use you it's not unto condemnation, it's conviction. yep, you could have done this, but you work on that, and he'll help you well Lord, I did that and yep, and then the next time, and all of a sudden you're you're doing you're getting more bold and you're doing more things with him and and, and and like I said, now, the men, now we know we do rescued, uh, we help rescued sex trafficked kids. We do that. I mean, the Bible's just going everywhere. And it's, it's all His Holy Spirit. I hear it, I do it, I shake. <laughs> and it's the loneliest walk in a certain sense because I can't tell anybody. I can't call Trevor and say, hey, Trev, pray for me. I owe $8,000 by, by Monday. I'm asking for money backwards. I don't even tell my wife. And my wife is so beautiful. She helps me through all of this. She does all the books, and she doesn't like doing books, but she does it as unto Jesus. And there's no way you could do all this now. There's just out of control as far as that. It's in control, but I need a lot of help. And he, and he provides everybody to do it. And we don't take any money for anything. We just do it because God, yeah, I got a job, so I don't need money for it. It's all good. So the number one answer, now that you know that the deck is truly stacked, the heavens the Holy Spirit. And he's got you and wants to use you. He doesn't need you. He wants to use you. So now the deck is stacked. Go to the first section. The number one answer. And I'm going to read this first little section. that's on every single one. But I want you to get this because it's super important. It says this is the, this is the the question I ask all the time. Trevor heard me ask it, what, five, six times yesterday. That's not an, I'm not just trying to do a show and tell for Trevor. That's just what I do every day as we're going. And one young uh, lady got saved without having a Bible. It's just how God rolls, you know, and you use the conversations of the day. Like, say, if you're at Walmart and there's a lady here and and you ask nowadays, you got to ask everything. But can I help you? And she's got three kids, you know, and they're all screaming. Can I help you load up your stuff in your cart? She's already frazzled and she said, oh, my gosh, yes, that, that that would be great. So you load them up in there. You do all this stuff when she says, thank you. And most of the times they will. If you say you're 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 welcome, you have robbed God of his glory. What I mean by that is you say, you know, Jesus told me to do that. You see how it's different. All of a sudden, you've done something sacrificial and kindness like our Savior would. And all of a sudden, you're saying something. And instead of taking credit for yourself because the Bible says you got nothing good inside of you. You say, no, the Lord just showed me to do that. (laughs) I mean, just cry. I don't know how many times it has happened where some girl starts crying because the pressure. Life is so. Can you imagine walking without Jesus right now? This is what you have to offer by the words of your mouth. It's amazing. We get the privilege of doing this. It's insane. So as, as we do this, I ask this. And remember, again. I ask if you were to die today, where are you going and why? Let people talk. As they're talking, the Holy Spirit's going to be giving you words to say as you're dialoguing back and forth with them it's a guarantee cuz he cares about the Holy Spirit's God. It's not just a plug-in power source. The Holy Spirit is God. And he loves that person. He made that person. He wants to have a relationship with that person all day long. And so, as you're talking to them, where are you going and why? Don't come up and ask a person and walk up to her with you with the Bible and say, "Fear to die" or say, "Are you a Christian?" 80% of America is going to say yes. Is, are we in a Christian country anymore? No. Don't ask that. Then you got to unsave them. Right? I mean, now, now you're walking in the backwards. You're going through the back door trying to, oh my gosh, pressure. And then you're making them think they're saved and they're walking off. And they, they could be lost going to hell. Right? So that is one, of, is, is one of the main things. So the most common answer I get, and God gave me an answer It was eight words long because I stutter and it's short. I don't have a memory and it's so convicting. But okay, so if you're to die today, where are you going and why? And 80% of folks will say, I'm going to heaven. Why? Why? You heard it probably three times yesterday. As soon as you ask the why question, it's it's the you see them turning, their brain is cranking, and they're trying to figure out why they are going to heaven. And you just wait. Number one wrong, incorrect answer is I am, I do good things, and I'm a good person. And when they say that, the answer God gave me is eight words. It's powerful. You may have to say it two, three times because they're They want to laugh at first. have this uncomfortable laugh almost always. So the death of Jesus was unnecessary. And all of a sudden, they'll they'll look at you like like a Labrador or Tucker Carlson. They'll just kind of look at you, their head turned sideways. So the death of Jesus was unnecessary. And then they get nervous. And at the point of them being nervous is when you enter in with this. So have you ever prayed anything like this, Jesus, if you don't save me, I'm going to hell. Come inside of my heart and be my savior. If you, you rose from uh, from the dead, I will repent and I will take this free gift from you and be a follower of you. If you ever prayed anything like that, Uh-uh. it's Facebook official. You are heading to hell right now. But we can change that. It takes about 30 seconds for a stutter, 20 seconds for none. Do you believe that? Do you want that? Do you know you need a savior? It's not a Facebook commitment. It's the real deal. Do you want that? And so many people want to do it and they'll do it with you. Don't worry if they they don't. That's why we put stickers in here. Right here in the front. Front stickers in the Bible. I'll look at them and I'll say, look, you don't need me because when you die, you ain't going to see me. You're going to see Jesus and give an account for your life. But if you believe what I just said, you can read this and shut the door. Go behind, go in the room, go in the bathroom. I don't care where you go. You can read that and get born again and start your relationship with, with, with Jesus at that point. And, and I pray, I offer peop- people to pray with. If they don't want to, if they don't have time, it's OK. Be discerning and God will train you with that, too. If there's a, a waitress and she's got 50 tables and she's stressed out, tell her to read the sticker in the front and go on your way. You know, Some of them have just, as soon as they see the doubt breakdown, I've had many Marian and I have been so many people sit down with their all their their, their tables and start bawling because there's so much pressure in this world. and they need Jesus, not only for the pressure, but to be Savior. And they just know, they just don't know the truth. So that's the first one. The second one is similar to it. It's on page three. It says, I am a good person. And so, you know, we can go over this fact, and this is going to be a, a fast one. You can use actually that same thing, so the death of Jesus was un- 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 unnecessary. You're so good. I remember a month ago I was witnessing to a girl, and she, she said, I'm just a good person. I said, that's so cool. I'm glad you're good. But the Bible said is says if you if you sin one time, you go into hell. And she goes, really? I said, yeah. Romans three, twenty three, six, twenty three. Yep. That's what it says. Ever sinned? Yeah. If you ever said Jesus and we went through the whole thing, she goes no one has ever told me that ever. Well, I don't want to guilt you into saying how much do you have to hate a, uh, a person not to share because that's just guilting you into doing it. And pastors are notorious for that. So then you go out and you do it out of guilt, not out of passion. Totally different. This is out of passion. That's out of guilt. So third one. I don't know what page it's on. Page four. I believe in God. Good. Good. Even demons believe and tremble. Are demons heading to heaven? And even a lost person knows a demon isn't heading to heaven. They'll say, nope. So what do you believe? Crickets. Most of the time. I believe in God. Okay, unto what? Crickets. Right? Okay. So then I give the, the most powerful, one of the most powerful illustrations that I have. the Lord has shown me right now and it's super effective, is this. Like, say, if I am witnessing to Trevor and uh, he's lost, pray for Trevor. Anyways, um, and I, I come with this, and, and Trevor says, I believe in God. And so it all come to him, I'll say something like, what I what I said about about I uh, believe in demons, but unto I'll give the gospel. I use my hand all the time because I want them to see that Jesus is on the cross and He died for them. And that I always say that should be Paul. That should be me on the cross. But He took my place. He willingly gave me a gift. He took my place. And so what happens then is I said, look. I'll say this a lot. If I had a million dollars, imagine these Bibles as a million dollars stacked in cash and you were standing right across. You could believe that that million dollars was yours. But unless you took it and made it yours and spent it, it would do you no good. So Jesus is offering you a gift. Unless you take it and make it yours, it will do you zero good. So take that. Take that gift he's offering you. You have to because you will burn in hell if you don't. It's a heaven and hell thing. See, the gospel is contrastive. It's sweet and heavenly and awful. Eternal darkness and separation from God and light. And, 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 and they'll be in their nasty, rotten condition and have a body fit for the burning of hell for an eternity. That's awful to think about. And so we, by the words of our mouth, can give the most beautiful answers. Another one is, I go to church. Okay. And Joe has taught me this one. Does going to McDonald's make you a hamburger? No. Does sleeping in your garage make you a car? No. So does going to church make you a Christian? See, what you're doing is you're kicking the crutch out of what they're holding on to for salvation, and you're making them think about things by the power of the Holy Spirit. He's all in, in your, and again, God's gonna, God is going to give you your own little dialogue here for Sure. So I go to church. So we go through this. And again, I've given you scriptures, you know, that are pertinent to every single thing. We're not going to go over all that because that's your homework. Right. And 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 so next page is, is, is page five through eight. You're back east here. I know it's heavy religious territory back here. Very heavy, very heavy on the Catholic side. Now, before I say this. I am not saying that all Catholics are lost. I'm not saying that. Because they're not. There's a lot of really fine Catholic uh, uh, people that are born again. But there's a lot that are not. There's a lot of Lutherans that are not born again. Methodists. There's a lot of Calvary Chapel people that are not born again, right? So I'll ask them, if you're to die today, where are you going and why? I'm a Catholic. Okay? And I'll... And what gets them off of the church and off of the Pope and off the Vatican, did the Catholic church die on the cross for you? And all of a sudden I said, who's on the cross? Is the Vatican up there? And and again, you don't want to attack them. You want to bring a reality to their brain and that the Catholic church is not on the cross. And I go to a church called Magnolia Bible Church. Neither is Magnolia Bible Church up there either or Calvary Chapel up there. All of our loyalty, all of our affection, all of our worship goes to Jesus Christ. He died for you. And you see, you're 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 taking their security and, and and moving it from a place into a person of Jesus Christ and removing that and putting it in on to what is the most important thing. It's super, super important. So you can go, we can read this in and You can learn some things. And I also ask them when they're really. And again, Catholics can be very above all of other religions. They can be the most tricky of them all. And I'll I'll tell you why. I'll I'll explain it. And this is what I get them. This is what the Lord has shown me to get them off, because what do they do when they go to mass? They're asking for forgiveness of sin. So they're already doing that. But they haven't invited the Savior inside of their heart. That is the difference. You need to ask them, okay, so you're asking for Jesus to forgive you, but have you invited him inside of your heart and said, Jesus, if you don't save me, I'm going to hell. And then they'll say, well, well no, our church doesn't teach that. So, okay, so you think God's going to punish you if you ask that? You're asking Jesus to come inside of your life. You think he's going to be, be, be mad at you? And they'll just sit there and, and, and they get more dialogue. They'll say, can the church answer your prayers? Or who answers your prayers? So you're, you're getting them off of something into something, Jesus Christ. You're taking the kick and the crutch out and making them fall down. And that's what you're doing. You're arresting them, as it were. Can the church save you from hell and give you heaven? Uh-uh. Only Jesus can. All loyalty and devotion belong to him. Another one I get. I was water baptized. That's down south. Lot of down south. I was water baptized. What does that mean, young man? Young man, young woman, what does that mean? You just got wet is all you did. What, what, what does it mean? Crickets. So you did not even know what it means? And I don't mean to attack them. I'm just like, what do you think that means? Okay, and again, you go in with the gospel at that point when they when they're blank. So have you ever prayed anything? Jesus, if you don't save me, I'm going to hell, come inside of my heart and be my savior. You rose from the dead and I'm going to be a follower of you. I invite you inside to be mine. You ever prayed anything like that? Uh-uh. Did you do the baptism for your grandma? Uh-huh. Okay. That's nice, but it's not going to save you. You want to make make, baptism is important? We should do it after we're saved, but it doesn't save you. John chapter 4, verses 2 says, when he was going to the Samaritan woman, there was lots of baptizing going on in the Jordan. And it said all of his disciples were baptizing. And I'm so glad God put this in there, but Jesus baptized not any of them so glad. Otherwise, we'd make baptism. Otherwise, Jesus would have been dunking all the time if that was the thing. He didn't want to make that what saves you. It is is an obedience thing. We should do it and do it as soon as we get saved or as soon as we can. It's super important. It's an act of obedience. So again, as you are letting them, you are, as they're telling you the Holy Spirit's going to give you answers to say. These are just some of them. You can look over them and use them, obviously. Here's another one. This is one I want to talk about that we have failed on miserably. Miserably. We have watched too much Fox News. If you wake up in the morning and you turn on the news, and you get in your radio in your car and you and you hear this guy talk, whoever it is, mine is down south, then on 11 a time, a time. 11 o'clock, it was rushed. And again, I'm not saying everything is conservative. CNN's your deal, uh, whatever. You're getting poisoned. And if you're doing, it was rushed, now it's Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, then it's Hannity. You come home and you're hearing Mark uh, Mark Levin, then you turn on, you get Tucker, then you get Hannity, then you get Ingram, you go to bed. You a hater. I'm just so sorry to say that. Does Trump save you? Biden save you? No. Has any of them ever saved you? Have any of them ever done anything that they said they were going to do? Did the Ten Commandments work for the people that that originally got uh, got them when God put the finger on the tablets and spoke it into being with miracles? Who got out of the desert? The children, Joshua and Caleb. That was it. They all perished and had the perfect law written. Politics don't save. You should know what to vote for, and you should do that with all your heart. But they don't save. So we have failed with the homosexual, lesbian, LGBTQ, RSTU, VI, whatever they are, communities. They keep adding them. Right? So last, it was a couple, four or five months ago. Going through through the guard check at work, I give imprinted Bibles out all the time, and we got more too. We can put them up, take them all, take everything, and use them to the glory of God. Ask God every day. Line people up where I can give this out. Ask Him; He'll do it. He's in training. So I gave a, a, a Bible to a guard, and there definitely was a lady there that was I could tell lesbian. Okay, and and uh. So I saw her. She looked at the Bible as I was handing it out. I mean, God will give you the ability to read things as, as you're going. She was. Her eyes were fastened on it. And I looked at her at that point. I said, would you like a Bible with your name on it? And she goes, I would. Okay. I said, OK. I didn't know she was a lesbian at that point. I had no idea. And I said, OK, so I'll bring it tomorrow. So I went. I brought it tomorrow. She goes, you know, for the first time in my life, I gave it to her, and she goes, I want to tell you something. You got time? I said, yeah, I, gotta, I got time. And, of course, it was out in the open guard shack, U, U, UPS, people walking in and out. Just So you're alone, but you're in, in front of everybody. You know what I'm saying? There you're in the in, in middle of the night, but yet people are walking by, and it's bright light under, on, on, underneath you. And she goes, you know, for the first time, I got on my knees and prayed to God. And I, I hear that all the time. And I wondered what in the world is going on. And then you came through and offered me a Bible. And I said, okay, so if you're to die today, and she goes, that's what I want to know. And she goes, but I'm going to let, I said, stop. Stop. I don't want to hear about any of that. If you want to, if you're to die today, where are you going and why? I don't know. Here's how you go to heaven. And I gave her the whole gospel. And she goes, but um," I said, nowhere in scripture does God tell you to clean your act up first and then come to me. You come to Jesus as you are and he changes your life. And if you walk, the more radically you obey him, the more radically you will be delivered from your sin. Now, I don't compromise with them. Do you want to be saved? We'll pray. I don't worry about who they're living with or what they're doing. I could give a rip at that point. It's the the soul at that point and how we have failed so miserably. Me too. I was telling Trevor other stuff that I just God had to punch it out of me because I was so prejudiced. So Holy Spirit filled and so walking with God and so prejudiced. You know? I can confess, confess it now. I'm just, Lord, bring them. Whatever. they just a soul that needs saving. That's it. That's it. There's no sin that's can, that God can't overcome. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony all day long. So, she said, well, let, well, let's pray. And she goes, but what about my partner? I said, then leave. The quicker you leave and tell her about Jesus. I said, I wouldn't, wouldn't go along with it. You need to leave. You need to, the quicker you depart, the quicker God is going to deliver you. The more you stay in, con, in, in compromise. Now you've got the Lord of Lords inside of your heart and you're, and you're in sin. Good luck with that. That's misery, M-I-S-E-R-Y. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Pure misery. But am I doing anything different? I'm going to work. It's as you're going. I'm not doing anything. Just as I'm going to Flyers jersey or Flyers shirts yesterday. It's as I'm going to Cheesecake Factory. It's as I'm going to work and wherever I'm going. Just Lord is opening my eyes and He'll do that for you. There'll be a field and the lady with the school kids, you know, God's going to bring open doors of opportunities. Grab them. I dare you. Grab them. Use them. Verse number eight. Real quick. What's eight? Is it five through eight or five through seven? Eight. My daddy. I get this down south a lot. The most funny one I got. I get this a lot. My dad is a pastor. My uncle is a deacon. The one guy said to me and I I couldn't. Sometimes you you just got to laugh. The one guy goes, my neighbor is a pastor and I mow his yard. And I looked. At him. Sometimes you just got to laugh. You just kind of go, OK. And, and uh, ever said, and I just go on right with the gospel. Right. I mean, and so, you know, do, uh, there's there are passages that, that show that we're accountable for our own sin. And, and you need to encourage them that your family member cannot save you. And by the way, your family is the hardest person people to witness to by far, by far. If Jesus said, I have honor everywhere, but in my own family and he was sinless. What do you think you got going on in your house? You are more apt to witness to a junkie on the street than you are to your aunt who you can't stand. It's just the truth. So what happens in most evangelical messages is the pastor, whoever's up saying it, will say, now go home and and talk to your family. Well, then you go over there and you give the gospel out of guilt and not by the Holy Spirit. And then what you have to do with your family is be honest with them. Have a forgiving heart and love them as Jesus does. And love them unconditionally. I have failed in some areas and great successes in some areas. In my own home. I tell you, I failed when I was legalistic, like a big dog, and succeeded when I was Holy Spirit-filled. I'll tell you that much. So that is how you love your family. It's dangerous territory. I was telling Trevor, you know, one time when my kid was really, my youngest son, Luke, was really young, five years old. He did something. We are traveling in the car. Don't ask me how he did it. But we're in a Sienna van, and he got cinched up in his, <laughs> in his seatbelt. <laughs> And we were trying to go to Wyoming, and we're trying to beat traffic. And I look in the rearview mirror, and he's hanging off the roof. The seatbelt had had cinched him all the way up. He's hanging like he's he's flying. And he's starting to get, and every time it moves, it's clicking him tighter. Literally, the seatbelt is clicking him tighter and tighter and tighter. And my wife is screaming at me, and the kids are screaming, and my son is hanging on the roof. And I said some horrible word. OK, I don't even want to say it. I said blankety blank to this day. That was 20 years ago. They don't remember the 60 hours I work a week or, you know, they remember. Dad, do you remember when dad said that that one time? You see, that's what I'm talking about. It defiled me big time. Right. Not that they don't love me. They know I work hard and everything else. But it is funny. I don't remember. <laughs> and you remember, too, your family, what they did. You're jaded. We all are. So just ask the Holy Spirit to refresh all of that inside. And he will do that. So he will bound to do that. Go through nine. I grew up in church. So I've always known God, nine through 12. I hear that a lot. When the, somebody says that, you can almost guarantee they're they're Catholic or Lutheran or Methodist or Presbyterian. And and you need to talk to them about water baptism at birth, that all they got was wet. John 3.16 says, whosoever believeth, the baby can't believe. You need to rest them in that. Have you ever said, have you ever prayed, Jesus, if you don't save me, I'm going to, you know, the same thing over again. Uh Uh-uh. That water baptism isn't going to save you, I guarantee that. And you were sprinkled, not dunked. And... uh, Full submersion. You can go through all that with them. So that is a really common thing. Um, let me see if there's anything else I'm missing on here. On that one, no. Okay, I am not a religious person. Do you, I get that a lot. And the good thing about that is neither was Jesus. You can get common analogy with them and say, neither was, was Jesus. Matter of fact, the people who he condemned the most were the religious leaders because they misrepresented his father. And that's who he actually raised his voice and called them hypocrite, vipers, everything else, was with the people who were the religious leaders that misrepresented his father. He never yelled at anybody who was was yelling at him. He was perfect submission, trusting his father for every bit of judgment in his life, a thousand percent. So you can talk to him about that, and then you can all sometimes apologize. I'm really sorry for what you're seeing on TV I'm really sorry, but that's not Jesus. You'll never be able to die and say God or see Jesus face to face. You're going to see him. And the Holy Spirit's bound to that. Words of truth that that you're saying. You're never going to be able to say, I didn't do this because this church did that, because that televangelist uh, uh, did this, and because that person did that. You're going to die for your own sins. I remember, and, and just know this again, it's a learning. Last month I was uh, at a store at a different one, 4.30 in the morning meeting another guy at a different place. There was a girl. I'd been there all week long giving Bibles away to the staff at that place. And it was a new girl that night, and she had seen that we had doing doing imprinted Bibles. But I walked up with one of these, and I said, hey, um, you, you, would you like a present? I talked to her. I gave her the gospel. And she goes, I just can't get saved right now. I just don't want to do it. I said, okay. I said, but you know you can drive out onto 59 here and die in a car wreck and you'll be going to hell. You do do know that. You don't know what a day brings forth ever. Today is the day of salvation. You see, I'm quoting scripture because God is floating it in my brain, not because I'm smart. I'm not. But he's going to use what he has. He wants to use your life. And so I I said, do you want an an imprinted Bible? She goes, great, I'll bring it to you tomorrow. I went in tomorrow night. It was a, a Friday night going into Saturday morning. She wasn't there. So I gave it to the other guy. That was there because I didn't think I'd be back there next week, but I so happened to the same place. And I went in, and there was a light bulb on. I, 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 I told her, I said, you can just read this sticker and get saved. I came in. Man, she was flying high again, you know, it just totally lit. You could tell Jesus was in her life. And what was so impactful for me was she goes, you know, sir, I went home, I went to bed, and I woke up to my house burning down. And then I realized, I'm learning, that when you, when you say the words of life, God is bound to them. And and that how many times, thousands of times, I've given the gospel and don't know how many close calls God had when you're given the words of truth like that. Or they had a near-death experience or, some, or, or something, and they were reminded. Holy Spirit's bound to that. He's going to do an instant replay in their brain. And so... She got saved and took her house being burned down. <laughs> but God saved her just, through the, just through, through the words of truth. So the next one, we're almost done here, and I'll, I won't hold you much longer. I am going to hell. That's a great one. I love it when they say that. I'm going to hell. Awesome. We can change that right now. Gospel given. Pure gospel. And you want to emphasize the fact of how much God loves them and, and that they're worth more than the whole universe. I don't care who they are. What condition they're in. And God will arrest that. And then I get this a lot more and more now. And uh, number 12 on page 5 is, I don't know where I'm going. You get that all the time. Do you want to know how to go to heaven? Hand up, gospel, same thing. Do you want to do it? But I offer them an in- invitation if they want to do it. And so many do. And so many get saved. I probably pray... The Lord leads me to pray with, just as I'm going, probably anywhere 40 to 60 people a year, probably, just as I'm going. Not outreaches, not anything. And that's what, and again, the gospel was given way more than that. He's just, you know, that's just how this is for me. And so the next one, I think that's it on this page. Is that the last one? Yes. Turn the page to the last one, and then you're almost done. And then you can grab again whatever you want up up here. I am an atheist. Be leery of, of those folks that are that way. They know a lot. Of, they know a lot of things. The one thing I and I don't run across this much. Um, I'm running across actually in the last few months that were uh, worshiping Satan. It's kind of crazy. Uh, pentagrams and tattoos on them and stuff like that. Uh, but the cleanest cut people you've ever seen. It's the weirdest thing. But anyways. Um, I am an atheist, so one thing I, I like to, to say to them is, okay, so you're an atheist, you don't believe in God. So have you ever been everywhere in your house at the same time and found that there's no God? Have you looked all simultaneous at the same time in your own house, under every pillow and, and found no God? Have you gone outside of your house and looked everywhere on your block and found that there is no God? So what you're saying is that you don't believe God because you haven't seen him, but have you been everywhere at once? Have you been in the universe and the stars? Who put them there? So what you're trying to do is get them from being an atheist to being, I don't know. Leave it at that. Keep giving the gospel. That's what the power of God is unto salvation. Keep giving the gospel. The Holy Spirit's bound to that. Um, Let's go to the next one. And I I got good stuff in here, too. You can just read all this if if you want to. I'm going to just for time's sake. Um, Let me see where the next one is at. Page 14. Got, got some some Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses and Muslims. Mormons come to your door. To me, a Mormon, a Jehovah Witness, and a Muslim are all the same. Really, most of them are, are all the same. They're giant sex cults that are based on working. And they never know what's going to happen. And so for me, when a Mormon comes to my door or a J-dub, I center in on the gospel. They are trained to, to defeat you. I give the, the gospel over and over, over and over again. And then I warn them that they're leading people to hell and your judgment is going to be even hotter. It's the words of truth. I, I've actually prayed with my first Mormon of many, many. And I don't waste my time. I don't mean waste my time on the soul. I'm not going to endlessly debate. I'm not going to say when they leave, God bless you, and I'm not going to invite them in, in, in my house. Because John three talks about first John three talks about that. Don't even invite them in your house. Don't again. Don't be mean. Be gracious, but give them and don't take their junk. You take their junk, they think they're going to heaven. So when I used to when I was single, when I was going to to the washeteria, I'd see all the watchtower junk, and so what I wouldn't just throw it away. I'd shred it in a million pieces and stack it right there. So they would know that they never went anywhere. But don't take any any of their stuff because they think that they're going to heaven based on that. But you can ask them. Give the gospel clearly. Keep talking to them. It's do versus done. What Jesus did was already done on the cross. What they're trying to do is get there on their own way. Jesus made a covenant with me. I did not make a covenant with him. He's the one that's holding me. Otherwise, I would never have it. I would lose it. And there are, are, are passages here. So a Mormon got saved about this last year at the door. And God gave me a word of, of knowledge just for him. He was a nice young man like they always are. And I said, I said, son, you know that your uh, our religion is just a giant sex cult. You know it's true. He just looks at me. He's just. You can just see everything. Just thinking, he's thinking about all this stuff. I said, "What do you inherit? Planets full of what? Got many wives? Come on. It's just a power sex. It's it's power. It's power, possession, and performance. That's what all it is. It's just it's just that stuff. It's it's nothing. So with Mormons, I mean, with Muslims in the Quran." You can ask them that this and I have it written down on page six. What's funny is you gotta had to here, a guy here named Daniel something. Yeah. And he goes, The reasons that <laughs> the reason that that um, Muslims are having visions and everything else is because Christians won't witness to them. <laughs> that was just hysterical. Because it is funny. I have found I've had the most wonderful conversations. Matter of fact, there's a soccer tournament, an international soccer tournament going on tomorrow that we get eight, like six, eight foot tables and we put them out and we put international Bibles out there for free. All of their uh, all languages. And the last year we were there was right before, it was 2019. I had six Iranians get saved in a row. Separate, just popping like that. I couldn't believe it. And I had this this pastor was watching. He's part of a conservative church, you know, like a Bible church. And he was I didn't know he he was he was watching. It's a crowded place. And these people are picking up Bibles and you're sharing their faith, whether they're Ivory Coast or whether they're Afghanistan or whatever. They're they're in America, but they're here playing soccer. And so we put this stuff out and put put burgers out and our church does the burgers. I do the Bibles. And and so um, they're good. They're getting saved. And this guy was like 11 people in a row got saved. It was crazy. Just popping. And there was a guy playing guitar music and praise music. And it was the most amazing thing. And this guy goes, what on earth is going on? I said, it's the Holy Spirit. And I said, you know, the conservative church wants to crucify the charismaniacs and not look like anything like them. So they Greek, they torture the text and take the Holy Spirit out of them, out of, out, of, out of the Bible. And the guy goes, you're hurting me. And I said, why? He goes, "I'm I'm a pastor of a Bible church. And I said, okay. And he goes, what we do, and we don't say it, is we worship the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible. And I said, you do. You're worshiping the Bible over the Holy Spirit. You need to repent. And and that's what this is all is. You think I've got abilities, studying truck driver? I just want to share, you know? So anyways, um, you can ask them, does Allah in the Quran tell them that He loves them? No, it does not. Does Allah in the Quran say anywhere He wants to help them? No, He does not. Does Allah in the Quran assure them of their salvation, eternal 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 uh, uh, destiny? He does not. And funny thing is, what about the women? I mean, what's their place in the Mormon Church and the, even Jehovah Witnesses is kind of weird with that. And in in the Muslim, what, what's their place? I'm not going to go there, but just, you know, like, wow, okay, that's my life. Wow, really neat. That's great um, to be on a planet and have one guy. Awesome. With 6,000 other women. Just, wow, that's your reward. Yeah, for you, right? I mean, so, anyways, um, you can talk to him about, uh, uh, about that. I, I just talk to them straight up. And I talked to him about about the Father, about the Son, about the Holy Spirit. I had a guy witnessing, watching me. He came up and started speaking Arabic to them. Then he pulled me aside and he said, Never mention the Father. I looked at him and I'm like, because it offends them. I'm like, they need to be offended. What do you mean, don't mention one-third of the Trinity? What do you mean by that? Well, it gets them off trail. See, we've gotten so cute with methods. Give the truth with life, Right? Another one I get is I am going to purgatory. You don't get that much, but you get it more here, more of a religious thing. And you can just purely tell them, so the precious blood of Jesus was was not enough? And you're going to be dependent on someone else to pray you in? (laughs) Good luck. You gone after six months or whatever, they forgot about you. You can't buy your way in. And i got a bunch of scriptures for that. And the last one is, I'm not ready to give my life to Jesus. I need to get my life straightened out. And you hear that a lot. It's like you could die today and you'd be burning in hell forevermore. I'm just telling you the truth because I love you. Today is the day of salvation. So as we end this tonight, I just want to ask you, because there's elders here. It seems like in the book of Acts that people laid hands on folks that wanted to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It seemed like also, too, they didn't need it. It was just depending upon where they're at. Whatever your preference is. I'm not an elder. Trevor is. I think Jerry's here somewhere. Hey, Jerry. And um, it is the power of the Holy Spirit that is going to do this. Are you willing? That's the question. Are you willing? If you're scared, that's okay. If you're frightened and don't want, to, uh, uh, don't want to do it, ask God and say, you know, I don't want to do it, but I know I should. He'll take you as you are, where you are, and help you in what you're doing and where you're at and at your level. Who's the best teacher on the planet? It's the Holy Spirit because He knows where you're at. He knows what how smart you are. Look, I mean, I couldn't be a better teacher with this because... I have nothing. Everything up here, I'm going to throw crowns at his feet. If it turned off and it, if it inspired you to do anything, it's because the Holy Spirit was pouring through me, not Paul Stiggy. I don't want that. That's pukey. That's yucky. And I mean that. So, in this group, anybody here, before I end, want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Raise your hand. Okay, good. We got We got a bunch. Have have any of you not done this and don't want to do it? You don't have to raise your hand. You're missing out on life. That's all I'm saying. You're just going to live and and pray that God God blesses your kids and your 401K and your retirement. And you're taking none of this with you. And you think you're going to have anything? Watch these trillions of dollars go out the door and our country collapse. Then Then what are you holding on to? I'm offering you something tonight that I can give freely because Luke 11, 13 says, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? It's a daily relationship with him. A Holy Spirit-filled Christian is not a title. It's a condition. But if there is an initial baptism, it's Acts 1-5, and then it's Acts 1:8, And it's the most serious thing you can ever do. It's the most beautiful thing you can ever do. And you can turn Philly upside down. You can turn your family upside down. You'll learn as as you will never ever learn ever before. And your life will change for the good. And you'll use all kind of things and God will show you and train you. And I know I've missed a ton of things. And I'm not the best teacher. I'm really sorry. I did the best I could um, with this. And so let's pray. And anybody who wants to come forward... For the baptism of the Holy Spirit can come forward, and then anybody who just wants to sit down can come. And Trevor, you want to come up? Anybody wants to come down? Why don't, why don't we do this? Why don't you pray for us? Okay. Um, and then people can come and, and grab the Bibles. But just if that's you, if, the, if you yeah. feel like the Lord's speaking to you, why don't you pray for us? Yeah. And uh, I will be around, but. But let's just let's pray. Why don't you pray for us? I will. There's some coming down. So let's wait on them and we'll. And, is, and is, there, is there anybody in here? I've given the the gospel a thousand times now tonight. Is there anybody who hasn't done that? Who hasn't trusted Jesus as their savior in this room? There's bound to be one. Maybe tonight could be the day of your new being where all the angels are going to rejoice in heaven forever, forevermore. And again, this is a real deal. The the Holy Spirit is real. I'm not teaching any gifts because those will follow you if need be. So let's pray. More coming down? Awesome. Let's do it. And this is him, man. This is all the Holy Spirit. It's not anything. And it's so beautiful. It's the anointing for you guys to go out as ambassadors. And you know what's going to happen, right? What happened to Jesus soon as he was filled with the Holy Spirit and it came upon him, what happened? When it Went into the desert and the devil met him, right? <laughs> so it's, it's part of the territory, right? It's part of the territory. But who's greater inside of you? Holy Spirit is. You already know him as Savior. And if anybody here doesn't know you, doesn't, doesn't know Jesus as Savior, we'll talk to you and, and pray for that. How awesome, man. What a great, cool thing. Like, What an amazing thing here. Father, I, I, just, uh, I just thank you, Lord. And if you want to come down, ma'am, you come down. Go ahead. Anybody else? want We'll wait. We're not going anywhere, right? It's all good. I am broken, Lord, and I am so amazed at who you are. Lord, I, just, I know your Holy Spirit is alive and it's well. And, and Lord, as I lay hands on these people figuratively and even get down and pray for folks, that you pour your Spirit upon them as never before. That you give the words of life inside of them. That, that Lord, that they get this fresh feeling for the, for the first time, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That you anoint everybody in this room, everybody who do, who's maybe doesn't feel comfortable coming down. That's okay, too. But, Lord, those that are are bold enough to stand are standing for you and standing with you and want the the Holy Spirit for the power to be a witness. When they come across an opportunity, Lord, will you show them? When they miss it, will you encourage them? And I know all these things are true. So, Father, I pray for the baptism. I pray for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit to come upon. And, Lord, I pray for many, many refills. You would guide them to that and lead them in in a powerful way. Bless and anoint, we're here to sow the word of God through our mouth and sow the word of God through your word. So, Lord, have your way. Make divine appointments wherever they go. Lord, I can't even imagine and think about all the people that they can reach that they know, that they go where they are. Bless, help, and fill. And thank you, Lord, for this amazing opportunity that we have tonight to witness of who you are. Inside of the, all of this, you're God, Holy Spirit. You're not just a power source. You're tender and you're beautiful. And you can be grieved by our sin. So help us to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. To be active in our, in our faith. And you're going to train us just where we're at. So guide us in your word in the morning. And fill us with your Spirit and teach us. And show us in all these things we give to you the praise and the honor and the glory that is due your name. In Jesus' name, amen.